The Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Good afternoon and welcome to a special edition of Exploring the Word here on American Family Radio. We're not going to do Fire Away Friday today, and neither are we going to take your questions that have been emailed or sent to us via Facebook and different things, different methods like that. Uh, This afternoon, we're going to introduce a special from Brad Mattis. And you may know Brad Mattis from Life Issues. Um, and so he is he's a dear friend of the ministry, dear friend of mine, and we appreciate his ministry. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take this half hour, not necessarily double cover what Brad's going to talk about, because he's going to focus on the Roe, pardon me, the Roe versus Wade decision that's in front of the Supreme Court. That's what, and he's going to call people to prayer. So we've got a special coming up on that in just about 20 minutes or so. And so Bert Harper and I, we are going to talk about life itself and how important that is and why it's important to God. But before we get started on that, I just want to take a minute and and thank you, uh, personally thank you to everyone who participated in yesterday's share or in the last three days of share I should say. Uh, we had a really great Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and we give God the glory for every penny that was raised. And we will also promise you that we will be frugals, frugal and good stewards of the money that you gave. With me today, as I said, is Brother Bert Harper, and I'm going to let him talk now. Yeah, I do. I also want to say thanks. Sherathon, great opportunity. I, I call it a celebration. Mm-hmm. It really is a celebration that we see what God has done, and it reaffirms when people give that we need to keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's always good to have people to encourage you and say, keep on doing what God's called you to do. And our mission statement talks about it. It talks about informing, educating. It talks about activating people. And then it talks about the church, aiding the church, and carrying the gospel around the world. Mm -hmm. And so that's our mission. And we're going to keep on doing it, Jim. And I thank God that God's given us the privilege of, of being a part of that. So I thank God for it. And let me say this. If you were if you were a caveman the last three days, a cavewoman the last three days, or you happen to be out of pocket where you didn't hear about Sherathon, it's not too late. <laughs> you mean we won't turn them away? That's right. You can go online to AFR.net and make your gift there, or you can still call the call center at 877-616-2396, 877-616-2396. Six one six two three nine six, and you'll talk with someone there. Uh, our staff and volunteers, the volunteers have gone home. The staff has returned to their regular duties, and so you won't necessarily talk with one of us, but you will talk with uh, one of our team members there at the call center, and they do a great job. By the way, that the call center that we have, they love Jesus. Amen. And they Isn't have that a, great. They have a prayer board up in their room. And uh, on there is is one side is the list of what staff members need, and then on the other side is what maybe some of the staff's friends or family may have prayer needs of. Amen. And so uh, that's kind of neat. 
Well, today uh, we're going to talk about life, and one of the ways that we're going to do that is obviously go to the Scripture. And so the Scripture that we're going to go to first this afternoon, uh, Bert, I believe you told me it's Psalm 8. It is, and I know we could start with Genesis where it says God created man in his own image, and that is true. But in Psalm 8, you get a synopsis of this, and it asks questions, and God asking questions, Jim, is one of the most effective communicative skills that we have in the Bible. Jesus would do that quite often. If he was talking to somebody that was really interested, he would ask a question that would bring them closer to the truth. If he was talking to someone that was uh, confrontational, they weren't trying to get the truth. They were only trying to to find fault with him. He would ask a question harder than that was asked him. Mm -hmm. And so questions are always effective. And I think this is a good way to start out when you talk about life because it says, what is man that you're mindful of him? Uh, we could say, why does man have a special life that he's mindful of him? Men, human beings, are the crown of God's creation. That's that's the whole idea. And what is the son of man that you visit him? And then verse 5 of, of Psalm 8, it says, For you made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Now, again, made him a little lower than the angels has nothing to do with our our who we are and how we're not as special, but it does have to do with our abilities and and where we are. Uh, God just has this way of, uh, I would say, a chain of command. You know, chains right. of command has to happen in the army. It has to happen here at AFA. I'm glad we got a chain of command here that I know who who I go to and who I answer to. And so God says that with with us and and angels. But with that in mind. What is man that you're mindful of him? Man is special. Man was created special. Uh, after he made man, he said it's very good, Jim. So mm -hmm. we are the crown of God's creation. Now, right. think about that. Right. He made the earth. He made the wildlife. He made the uh, fish. But after he made man, this was the climax. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things that— you know, a moment ago you mentioned you could go back to Genesis and talk about that, and it's always a good place. You know, back the, to Genesis. Back to Genesis. Yep. Uh, Ken Ham and our friends there at the uh, the museum that they have, and the Creation Museum, and then the Ark uh, that they have. They have answers rooted in Genesis, and so, like you said, that's a, that's a good place to start. And God did say it was very good, and so. When I can tell you that as a voice person, when I've recorded something, I usually think it's junk. And then if I think it's good, somebody else may think it's junk. But for a craftsman, for example, a, a carpenter uh, who makes cabinets or a carpenter who builds houses, when he's finished with that project, you know, he he has the buyer there and he wants to be able to tell him, look, I did a quality job on this house. I did a quality job on these cabinets and quality shows through. So the, the creation from the craftsmanship of the master craftsman, for him to stand back with his perfect eye, 
not like us, not like us mortals, but he stands back with his perfect eye and says, that's very good. That means something. You know, that's when we talk about why we have intrinsic value, we don't. But because of the craftsman and the craftsman's son who came as a mason, you know, (laughs) and then he gave his life on the cross for us. And now we talk about him being our great high priest and knowing that he is molding us and making us. At the end of the run, when it's finished, I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And so I, I think that if we put those word pictures in there, then we see, you know, why God is mindful of us. It's not because of anything that we've done, but it's because of everything that he has done. I agree with you fully. And you, you got on worth. <clears throat> it's not because we're worthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's none worthy. There's none good. No, not one. But we're worth a lot right. to God. Uh, again, created by God, the crown, you know, the peak of mm-hmm. God's creation. And he created us as children of creation. In creation, we're a child of God. Now, let's let's go. But because of sin and that sin separating us from God, we needed to be born again to become the children of God. And so we have this relationship with God through Christ Jesus that sets us apart. And every human being born on this earth, let me go a little further. Every human being, I I would say, uh, started on this earth that was in the womb, they are special to God. And and I think uh, you didn't, I didn't give you this one, but let me refer to Psalm 127.3. It says, children are an heritage for the Lord and the fruit of his womb is his delight. Jim, children have always been special to God, and Satan has already always attacked mm-hmm. the children. Think of Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. okay? And, and Cain killing Abel, the children of Adam. Think of Jesus when he was born and Herod sending his troops there into Bethlehem to kill those male children two years old and younger. Satan has always attacked children. Mm-hmm. He even attacks them in the womb. Why? Because children are heritage of the Lord. Amen. And so that's why we at AFR and others, uh, we're pro-life because of God's value that you taught, the intrinsic value that we have, the worth of a human being. So that's why. That's who we are. We're children. And notice the the fruit of the womb is his reward. Okay? Right. If, if, if the fruit of the womb is his reward, that that uh, pre-fruit that's in the womb is his reward. And that's conception. At the moment of conception, that child is of value to God. And I, I, I just uh, think this sets it up and says it well for us to know uh, how valuable every person is on the face of this earth. And that's why it's so exciting for us at AFR to to have partners like Preborn mm-hmm. that come in and and put those ultrasounds in crisis pregnancy centers, right. so those mothers that come in in a crisis time, uh, they they're feeling the pressure, uh, regardless of why they feel the pressure. Right. They feel the pressure, but when they see that picture of that child, 
85% of the time, 85%. for these, 85% yeah. of the time, these new mothers, they say, I want to give birth to that child. And, you know, I remember sonograms of my daughters. You know, think about this. Uh, th- more than 30 years ago, there was a sonogram of my daughter, but it was dark and it yeah. was hard. Yeah. It was really hard to see. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's almost like a night shot of the sky where there are these different things that are in the sky, but you can't see them. Well, the same was true. Now, Colette had no problem. You know, something about a mom. She can see that baby. <laughs> yeah. But dads, we're not we're not wired that way. Is that what that is? <laughs> but now the, the sonograms have progressed so far that there is they can see the baby. Yes. You know, they can see the baby in the womb. And so that is that's one of the reasons that they that they turn. I think one of the other reasons that folks like Dan are so successful with the uh, with the saving of of life is because those sinners are prayed for. Those sonograms are prayed for. They are prayed, and the people who are working them are prayed for. And so they they take these and they do them. And not only 85% of the time do they see, save the baby's life, but it is so wonderful to see that a good percentage as well the moms come to know Christ. Amen. And they're, they're, the, the mother is valuable. Right. It's not just that baby. That's what we're accused of. Oh, right. You, you don't. You're not worried about the mom. You're just worried about no. Uh, these are are concerned about both of them, and they want life for right. both. Right. And and so think about that. If the mom comes to a saving knowledge of Christ, there is a better than average chance. That she's going to train, as Proverbs says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Yeah. I'm going to guess that if she came to know Christ in the moment of her crisis and has found him to be faithful and true, she's going to rear that child with a godly heritage. I agree. And most of the time, churches are involved. Uh, we hear some of the promotional uh, uh, on the radio for it, and they, and I heard two or three of the women that has had and experienced mm-hmm. this. They said, "In the church, help me with my child. They help me with Amen. my hospital bill, and and that goes a long way." Uh, we say we care. We need to show that we care. Absolutely. And so those churches that are out there, if you want to be evangelistic and you want to be missional, find that crisis pregnancy center in your area mm-hmm. and be one that supports them financially, support them with the volunteers. And, uh, man, that's a great mission field. You know, that's part of what we're called to do. It, it's hard to make disciples if you're always in the disciples' house. <laughs> Now, I'm going to leave salt, that alone. Salt out of the salt that's shaker. Right. Is that what that, you're talking that's right. about? That's right. You don't just keep it in there because then you have to put rice in it to keep it from drying up. <laughs> oh, all right. We're talking about life today. I'm not going to go down that trail. But uh, one of the verses that you, that you were talking about, Bert, is from Jeremiah, the first chapter. And a lot of folks probably have this memorized. But if you look at the first few verses of that chapter, it talks about things that are going on in the world at that time. And then we see that um, Israel is carried away into captivity. Um, And that is found in, if you want to read that story, it's in 2 Kings. 
uh, chapter 25. And so after those things had happened, and by the way, I'm going to read from the Amplified, but after those things had happened, the word is then the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart, consecrating you, and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Then I said, I, Lord, am behold, I cannot speak, for I'm only a youth. But the Lord said to me, Say not, I am only a youth. For you shall go to all of whom to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Be not afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. You know, there was another person who was worried about speaking up because they were too young. And Paul pretty much told him the same thing. Was that Timothy? That was Timothy. Yeah, yeah. And so here we're talking about Jeremiah and the promise that God knows who we are, that he cares for us, and he cares for us even in the womb. The words there are so important. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Uh, again, this is this is majestic, Jim. This is sovereign. This is bigger than this is bigger than me uh, right. knowing. It's it's in- incomprehensible completely. But I get a little bit of it. But God formed us. I I'm not the expert on DNA, but everybody, every single person has their own DNA ladder. And each one of them is completely different than anyone else. The only things is identical twins, Mm -hmm. and they come. But yet at the same time, God formed. uh, Again, the craftsman. Exactly. Wow. That that goes back into that, what what is needed. And it's in the womb. And again, that that child in the womb is so important. And I, I know Brad's going to get onto this, and I'm excited about it, but states are observing this, and they are passing laws to let the those people mm-hmm. know that life begins, and they're having the heartbeat, heartbeat bill, and they're having 15 weeks because... Of, and it's mainly because of science mm-hmm. and and ultrasounds that they can see and hear that life that's in the mother's womb. Uh, the great thing of that is John the Baptist in in the womb right. of Elizabeth, and when Jesus shows up in Mary's womb, John the Baptist leaps for joy. Right, and uh, I mean that that speaks loudly how now, life is in the womb. Imagine being Elizabeth. Because you, you know, I mean, you've had you, you and Jan have had children. I've had children uh, with with my wife as well. And during the pregnancy, the baby starts to kick. And what is it that you want to do? As you want to reach over and <laughs> and put your hand on yeah. the tummy so that you can experience that as well. But can you imagine Elizabeth with John the Baptist, and all of a sudden there's a praise meeting going on in her tummy? Yep. You know, but. The fact that he, that by his spirit, he recognized who Jesus was. And even in the womb, he gave him glory. And, and what we're talking about is the value of every single life. Right. Every person is intrinsic value to God. And you say, well, you don't know how they were conceived. 
I, it doesn't matter how they were conceived concerning value. Right. Okay? It does matter far as society goes. It does right. matter uh, about the child and, and taking care of the, the welfare of that child, the betterment of that child. But far as the intrinsic value of that child, every child should be a wanted child. Amen. I'm reminded of, of Mother Teresa coming over from India to the United States and right there before the president of the United States and letting him know every child is wanted. If you want to kill them, don't you kill them. Give them to me. I want them. And she was a little bitty short, less than four feet, uh, I mean, less than five feet tall. And she stood like a giant before the the world saying how valuable children are, Jim. We want to stand that way as well. Well, and it has to be something that we as the body of Christ— think is important because right now if it doesn't touch me it's not important friends we've got to come back to a place that life matters now look we understand that some babies are born you know as a as a as a result of a rape gosh man that is awful it is but the baby's still innocent that baby's value and then maybe the, the person was considering abortion, uh, be it a married person or an unmarried person, uh, because now uh, abortion isn't even referred to as much as abortion anymore as a, uh, as a birth control deal. Well, let me tell you, if you can hear the baby's heartbeat, it's no longer birth control. Yeah. And so, but we the church— have to make sure that's a priority for us. You know, you talked about the local church going and finding their local pregnancy center. They may have a different doctrine. Okay. The baby still matters. The mom still matters. And even the dad in that situation matters because what we hope is to see a family restored and the baby given life and and I know it's tough, but maybe you carry that baby to term and then give it up to an adopt, you know, for adoption. Look, I'm a guy. There are all kinds of things I'll never understand about what a mom's body and a mom goes through. I mean, now I can I have book knowledge of that, but I have no experiential knowledge of that. But I can tell you, life is important. Both the moms and the babies, they both have value. And then if you may have had an abortion, let me assure you, there is hope and healing in Jesus Christ. Because you've had an abortion, Christ still died for you. He didn't take that away and said, oh, that's not for you. You know, I mean, people could look at me and say, Jim, man, you're obese. And I'm like, yeah, well, Christ didn't die for you, you know, because you're not living that life uh, as good as you could or you'd be you know, like Atlas instead of like the, what was it from Ghostbusters, the Stay, Pu- Stay Puff Marshmallow Man? <laughs> and so, but, and I say that for a little levity because what we're talking about is serious. It is. But, Bert, you're a pastor, and you have had to have walked through that. Walked to it many times. And so, because some, we don't put scarlet letters on ladies anymore for a reason. Jesus died for all, yeah. <clears throat> not a, not just for those that hadn't done so severe things. No, 
Uh, Jesus loves you. He's if you have had an abortion and you haven't gone through the process of of guilt and shame and then forgiveness. Listen, Jesus desires that relationship with you. He desires for you to to come to Him and know Him and know His forgiveness that is real. Uh, speaking of that, I, I wanted to get to Psalm one thirty nine verses thirteen through fifteen. Did you want to read that in the Amplified version? I can, but I'd actually skip to Matthew 18. Well, let's go to Matthew 18. You sure? Yes, you better right. go to Matthew 18. And now let's this, climax with 139 because it is okay. Powerful. All right. And so in, in chapter 18, about that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trust me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Um, Bert, once the baby's born, they grow into childhood. Yep. You know, they move past toddler, they move into childhood. Can And one of the best pictures of Jesus I've ever seen uh, for, from an artist's conception was Jesus sitting on the rock and laughing as the little children. Uh, Derek Hayden, <laughs> our friend, yes. a longtime <clears throat> staff member, he had that painting in his office. And it was always great to see. I had seen it at other places, but there it was great to see. And that is important that we be a place for the children. Amen. The only difference is time and location. That's right. That's the only difference. Those children uh, in the womb or out of the womb is time or location. And uh, let that bear down on your heart. If you're on the fence about, well, I, I, I know life, but also I know the mother uh, the pain is real, but I am telling you, the lasting pain that I've talked to many, many mothers who had abortions, the pain that they have had lasting. Now, they got forgiveness, but guess what? The pain was still there because they wished they had better and made a better choice. So those children are valuable to God in the womb and outside the womb. And to let you know how important they are and to let you see that that child in the womb is formed, Psalm 139, verse 13 says, For you have formed me in my inward parts. You have covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, in the womb. Jim, that speaks the value of that baby. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to the same words that were found in Genesis. God formed the earth and the heavens. Amen. God formed (laughs) Eve out of the bones. He fashioned them special, didn't he? Absolutely. And so... uh, you know, like I said, we did this because we wanted to include Brad Madison this weekend's programming, and so we're doing that. Coming up next will be the Life Issues program. 
Bert, thanks so much for letting me do this with you. Thank you for letting me. This is an important issue, and we need to speak loudly. And let me say, God loves you, and he has a great plan for your life. You were born with purpose. All right, folks, this has been Exploring the Word on American Family Radio, and we appreciate you again for all you did over the past three days of share Have a great weekend, and stay tuned for Brad Mattis next on AFR.